Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and welcome to another Tax Credit Tuesday. This weekly podcast is presented by Novogratik & Company, a national accounting, consulting, and valuation firm. If you're not familiar with our extensive array of professional services, I invite you to visit us at www.novoco.com to learn what Novogratik & Company can do for you. Today is Tuesday, May 19, 2009. This week, we will share highlights from the LHTC conference we held last week in New Orleans. We will also discuss the details of the Green Book, which is a description of the Obama administration's proposals to raise taxes to help offset spending increases and reduce the deficit. But first, we have news about the seventh round of new market tax credit allocation applications. On May 14th, the Community Development Financial Institutions Fund, or CDFI Fund, announced that it had received a total of 249 applications under the 2009 round. The CDFI Fund reports that applicants requested an aggregate total of nearly $22.5 billion in NMTC allocation authority. A total of only $5 billion of allocation authority is available this round. This $5 billion includes the extra $1.5 billion in additional allocation authority authorized by the Recovery Act of 2009. The CDFI Fund said that it anticipates announcing this October which organizations will receive allocations from this 2009 pool of dollars. In the meantime, the CDFI Fund is also expected to announce which CDEs that applied in 2008 will be awarded a portion of the $1.5 billion of an NTC allocation authority authorized by the Recovery Act of 2009. The CDFI Fund anticipates awarding the $1.5 billion to about 30 CDEs that applied in 2008, scored high, but did not score high enough to receive an allocation in the initial 2008 award announcements. It is certainly an exciting time for the NMTC community, and that makes it a great time to join Novogratz and Company for our 8th Annual New Market Tax Credit Spring Conference. We will present our annual spring NMTC conference on June 11th and June 12th in Washington, D.C. Please visit www.novacode.com events to register. Congressman Javier Pacera who is Vice Chair of the House Democratic Caucus and is a senior member of the powerful Tax Writing House Ways and Means Committee, is going to be a keynote. We look forward to seeing you there. Now, let's review some of the highlights of our most recent tax credit conference. Last week, more than 150 affordable housing professionals gathered for our annual New Orleans LHTC conference. The focus of this year's conference was the Recovery Act of 2009 and the recently released federal guidance. On May 13th and 14th, we presented numerous panels covering a range of topics related to the implementation of the Recovery Act and what lies ahead for the LHTC community. During our introductory section, Linda McMahon with JPMorgan Chase, one of the conference's sponsors, spoke briefly about the current financial climate from her perspective. While last year was a boom year for the transactions that we did here in Louisiana, this year it's a little quiet, and I'm sure that we're probably going to be talking about a lot of those issues here. Um, it's quiet in Louisiana. It's quiet all over the country. I, um, I don't remember ever seeing this many transactions on my pipeline of deals to, that were going to close in 2009 and um, have only closed one so far. During our syndicator and investor panel, the conditions of the LHTC equity market was also in focus. Nicole Flores from PNC Multifamily Capital shared some optimistic observations about recent positive developments. The investor market right now is very dynamic in that I think 
for the first time, I, I can say, and this is a, a new a new feeling over the last week or so that we are starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel, some, some light on the horizon. We certainly in the past have experienced, obviously, the traditional investment, Freddie, Fannie, the major financial institutions. One of the nice things that we're seeing uh, recently is we're seeing some more diversified investor base that we'd not seen invest in the program for a number of years. Um, in other words, uh, as pricing and terms became much more flexible and fluid over the last few years, there were a number of historic investors that opted out of the program, um, that opted out of the yield targets that we were hitting in 06 and 07. So we are seeing some renewed interest from some investors in the past, which I think is good news. We're also just seeing, I think, increased activity, a lot more inquiries from investors that we had not had. In addition to a heightened interest in the equity market, this year's conference was obviously very focused on the Recovery Act's LIHTC programs, particularly how state allocating agencies will implement them. One of the most popular panels provided attendees an opportunity to hear directly from state agency representatives. For example, Laurel Hart, the director of the Office of Affordable Housing at the Georgia Department of Community Affairs, spoke candidly about the Tax Credit Assistance Program and the Tax Credit Exchange Program. I think there's going to be tons of challenges in administering these programs, and it is really going to change the way we do business and the way we look at affordable housing. Um, but I am confident and very hopeful that when we get through this two-year period, and I think we do, we're going to have a stronger and a better program. But it's going to take a lot of work both on our side, on the development community side, and on the syndicator side. Ms. Hart was joined on the panel by representatives from housing agencies in Michigan, New Jersey, and Louisiana. If you weren't able to join us in New Orleans last week, you can still hear what was discussed during this session and the other panels by ordering a CD-ROM of the event. We are compiling materials for a CD-ROM that will feature the presentations from all panels. For more information on the CD-ROM, please visit novoco.com or call our products desk at 415 415- Three five six seven nine six zero. That's four one five three five six seven nine six zero. We've also updated the LHTC handbook for two thousand and nine to incorporate the provisions of both the Recovery Act of two thousand and nine, as well as the Housing and Economic Recovery Act of two thousand and eight. The latest edition of this must-have resource can be ordered by calling our product desk, or in our online shopping cart at www.novaco.com/products. Our next topic for this week's discussion is the 2010 Green Book. Last week, the Treasury Department released a document called The General Explanations of the Administration's Fiscal Year 2010 Revenue Proposals. This publication is also commonly referred to as the 2010 Green Book. And yes, in case you were wondering, the cover of the document is green. The Treasury Department says the plan presented in the Green Book includes $736 billion in tax cuts for working families, and almost $100 billion in tax cuts for businesses. However, there are also tax increases included in many of the administration's proposals that may be of interest to investors and the business community. As expected, the Green Book includes a tax rate increase on high earners. The Treasury Department's explanation says that a new 36% tax rate would apply to joint returns with taxable income of $250,000 or more. Further, the maximum federal income tax rate would rise from 35% today to 39.6%. Also, as expected, the Green Book would tax income from carried interest at ordinary income tax rates. 
carried interest or interest in partnerships received for providing services to a partnership as opposed to providing capital to a partnership. This proposal is similar to legislation that is pending in Congress. Some listeners may recall from previous discussions that the proposal's opponents are concerned that the move to tax carried interests as ordinary income could have numerous unintended consequences, including consequences that would affect the financial viability of new real estate developments. More background information on this proposal can be heard in our April 14th podcast, which can be downloaded from our archives at www.novaco.com podcast. Another proposal included in the Green Book is to codify the economic substance doctrine. Codification proposals have been considered by Congress for a number of years. Supporters of codifying the economic substance doctrine says the move would curtail the use of abusive tax shelters that have no economic substance or business purpose, other than reducing the federal income tax liability of a taxpayer. However, the proposal has sparked concern among investors and potential investors in tax credits such as the LIHTC, NMTC, and Renewable Energy. The concern is that codification could have negative impacts on these programs. Some key lawmakers have expressed their belief that if codified, the economic substance doctrine would not have a negative impact on the NMTC, LIHTC, or other similar tax credit programs. In a colloquy on the Senate floor on May 11, 2004, Senator Baucus noted a footnote in a committee report that specifically identifies the low-income housing tax credit and the historic rehabilitation tax credit as examples of tax benefits that Congress endorses and whose viability should not be jeopardized by the economic substance doctrine. Despite statements like these and other pledges of support from lawmakers, the tax credit community is keeping a close eye on any proposals to codify the economic substance doctrine. Moving on to some good news contained in the administration's proposals, the Green Book includes an extension of a number of tax provisions that are scheduled to expire before December 31, 2010. These provisions suggested for extension include, a particular note to our listeners, the new market tax credits. Also included are incentives for empowerment and community renewal zones, credits for biodiesel and renewable diesel fuels, and several others. The Green Book explains that extending these provisions before they expire helps to provide certainty to taxpayers. This proposal to extend an NMTC and other provisions would provide extension through December 31, 2010. We are continuing to review the Green Book's contents and will present a more detailed analysis of the administration's proposals in the next installment of my Washington Wire column in the June issue of the Novogratic Journal of Tax Credit Housing. If you are interested in receiving a free sample issue of the Tax Credit Journal, go online to www.taxcredithousing.com or send an email to cpas at novacode.com. Before we wrap up today's discussion, we have some news to share regarding an agreement between HUD and the Department of Energy that may be of interest to affordable housing providers. On May 6, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development and the U.S. Department of Energy announced they had formalized an agreement to streamline the weatherization assistance program application process. The agreement will allow multifamily properties greater access to the $5 billion in program funds provided by the Recovery Act. A Memorandum of Understanding, or MOU, issued on May 6th, changes the Department of Energy's policy on multifamily eligibility for the Weatherization Assistance Program. Prior to the MOU, the income verification requirements under the Weatherization Assistance Program duplicated the HUD system for verifying income before providing housing subsidies. Under the new agreement, the income verification process will be conducted only once, which is expected to make it easier to use weatherization funds in HUD-assisted housing. HUD is committing to rent stabilization 
and scope of work requirements consistent with weatherization requirements. The Recovery Act provides $16 billion to the Department of Energy and the Department of Housing and Urban Development to improve the energy efficiency of existing homes. The partnership announced on the 6th will coordinate funding for the Weatherization Assistance Program, which received $5 billion under the Recovery Act. The MOU for the Weatherization Assistance Program specifically addresses LIHTC properties, and we will address those provisions in the next issue of the Novogratic Property Compliance Report. If you'd like to learn more about the Property Compliance Report, please visit www.novaco.com products. Or, if you'd like to request a free trial copy of the report, send an email to cpas at novaco.com, and you can test drive the publication before you decide to subscribe. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's report. Remember, Novograd and Company has offices nationwide, and we are ready to assist you at any time. If you have any questions, please call 415-356-8000 or send us an email at cpas at novaco.com. That's cpas at novaco.com. We will be back next Tuesday with another report on tax credits. This is Michael Novogratik. Thanks for listening. Music